Hi, everybody, and happy Rosh Chodesh Adar. I'm going to today discuss a few interesting thoughts related to Adar and Purim based on some interesting texts in our tradition. Um, so I want to start by highlighting a very fascinating and perhaps unusual piece of text in the Mishnah Torah, um, specifically that deals with this notion that the Megillah, Megillah Esther, um, is in a certain sense of the same level of primacy as the Chamisha Hum Torah, but not the rest of the books of Tanakh, which is a very um, unusual idea, um, to say the least. So, you know, there's this passage that says in the Mishnah Torah, Hilchot Megillah Hanukkah, Perak Bet, Seif Yudchet, says so Mishnah Torah of the Rambam uh, says that um, in you know redemptive times um, at the end of days all of the books of the prophets and uh, the sacred writings and Ivim and Ketuvim will be eradicated, levatel, nullified, whatever that means, we will see. Um, except for Megillah Esther and the Kamishi Kumshitor and the Halachot. So, you know, the five books of the Torah and the Halachot, that we came up with, and suddenly Megillah Esther. So that's a little bit unexpected one might say you know what what might be the impetus for this so if we read on we'll see that um, in uh, um, so troubles of the past will be forgotten and hidden from my eyes. Um, so it says in the Stel that the days of Purim shall never be um, repealed um, from the Jews, never cease um, from uh, their descendants. So, you know, again, um, is this one very famous takeaway from Miguel Esther that it will be read on and on for multiple generations? Is that so strong that suddenly we can place it on par with the Chamisha Chumshatora in this sense? And hey, what's going to happen to the rest of the books of Tanakh? Like, what's you know, what's up with that? Um, that's a little fascinating. Uh, this raises a lot of interesting questions. Um, that point to several interesting themes of Purim of all holidays that I think sheds light on some fascinating things for us to think about. So there are several commentators that try to say a little bit more and explain these different understandings of, you know, Batel, you know, the um, Batel, like... What does it mean that these books won't be read um, or they won't be studied? Like, what's, you know, what are the ramifications of that? 
Um, so one um, place that we see, you know, a possible interpretation of what this could mean is the Hasagot HaRavad, Hilchot Megillah, um, and Perk Bet, Asif Yudchet, he says, um, לא יבטל דבר מכל הספרים שאין ספר שאין בו נימוד. No, we're not going to take away pieces of this farm. You know, there is truth there. There's, you know, some homo, some amount of factual, I mean, valued stuff there. You know, you can't just, you know, it's like the stuff that's written not going to be true anymore. You know, what's what's the deal? Um, so he says, you know, it's you know, it's not the case that they just, you know, won't exist as entities. He says, Aval so rather what he's saying um, is that um, according to Chazal, it's not that the books will just stop existing, but rather the rest of the books in Tanakh won't be read um, publicly, but the Megillah uniquely will be the one that's read um, B'tzibor, um in public. Uh, so that's that's an interesting understanding so I mean the publicity of it is supposedly enough to make such a statement that you know it's going to be relevant and the other ones won't be because somehow it will be more publicly um carry on as a tradition what does this say about the value that we place on continuity of thought you know, as a collective knowledge base that is, you know, important, you know, is elevation to importance symbolized by public carrying on of certain teachings, you know, public reading, um, especially with the McGill's emphasis on this will be read by everyone for multiple generations, as we'll see later in rabbinic texts, as it's expanded upon more. This is um, an interesting indication of the importance of a public um, continuation of thought as a way to really manifest thought in a community. Um, the Lacha Mishnah contributes as well to this discussion. It says, um, um, so the comments on more on what the rabbad means, saying that the book of Esther will be read um, continuously. Um, in a sort of a kavua, an established way, as we will see, as opposed to the other books, which will exist and will be read from and 
it will be in the public conscious, but not in a sort of very active fashion. Um, so this, all this relates to the discussion of the halacha of Megillah reading, um, which is very clearly prescribed as something with very important halachic status as a positive commandment. Um, and the Mishneh Torah, um, the first passage in the entire uh, Mishneh Torah um, of the book of Heath called Megillah V'Chanukah um, talks about Kriyat Megillah. It says, Kriyat Megillah b'zmana mitzvat ase midivay sofrim, dvorim yodim shehi takanat hanivim. So it's a rabbinic enactment that we should be reading Megillah. V'kol chayivim b'kote, everyone's so, um, you know, people in all standings and um, parts of the society. Even we teach our minors to read it. So, even Kohanim stop their avodah to, to their worship to come read the Megillah and even learning Torah can be seized to um, come here at the Megillah. So how much more so all of the commandments of the Torah can be superseded by the reading of the Megillah in uh, there is nothing that Reading Megillah does not supersede. With the exception of um, needing to bury a person who has no relatives. But after this is done, those people who did that should come back reading Megillah. So we see this very established nature of reading Megillah as a rabbinic commandment that we've taken upon ourselves to memorialize and carry through the memory and thought and understanding of um, the um, story of Purim and the messages behind it. So I would uh, like to continue um, to discussing this notion of you know, establishing this sort of, you know, something that's so important that we do it not only with this result with, a, you know, um, like alacrity and, you know, importance where people of all other things that could be occupying them even religiously stop and come do Megillah, um, come here or read Megillah. So how, how can something like this, and not only this, but also um, with the um, opinions that the Megillah and the Hamishi Chumshe Torah and the Halacha um, texts are the ones that won't be nullified, but the rest of the Nevi'im to be will. Um, so first of all, why Megillah? Second of all, why Halacha? And here we see the intricate connection between reading Megillah and Halachic, um, rabbinic traditions 
such as clearly the rabbinic tradition installing the importance of reading Megillah as a mitzvah. Um, and both of these um, types of works, um, Talmudic and Halachic works and Miguel Esther are along with the five books of the Torah, the things that will continue even when the other books of Tanakh and, um, uh, yeah, will not. Um, so there is a Gemara in Yerushalmi. Um, it's, uh, the Gemara, uh, um, of, uh, Um, it's, uh, Daf, Zayin, um, Amud. Sorry, my, my screen is a little bit, uh, um, Daf, Zayin, Amud, okay. Um, so, um, as Gemara says, um, Oktiv, um, Ella, Hamitzvah, Hamitzvot, Asher, Tziva, Hashem, et Moshe, Elo, Hamitzvot, She, Nitz, Tavinu, Mifne, Moshe. Um, so, quotes of Pasuk from Vaker, these are the um, commandments that um, Hashem gave to Moshe. Elo, Hamitzvot, She, Nitz, Tavinu, Mifne, Moshe, Vekacha, Maran, Moshe, Ain, Navi, Echad, Atid, Lechadesh, Lechem, Devao, um, so future prophet cannot innovate anything new. Um, but Mordechai and Esther can innovate something new for us. So what's going on with that? Um, so they did not move from discussing the matters they were preoccupied with until Hashem enlightened them, and they um, found the command to um, read the Megillah. Um, Rav Kanina Rabbi Yonatan Rav Rabbi Yeshua Ben um, so um, they said the Megillah was said to um, Moshe at Sinai, um, even though the Torah wasn't written quite neurological order. So, wow, we're really raising the Megillah at the stair to um, another level here. Um, so, where was I? Yochanan. Um, um, so as we read before, and now um, we see the Gemara is one who says this, the Nevim and Tuvim um, in Tanakh are going to um, be nullified, but not the Hamishik Komji Torah. Um, so Matama, so what's the reason? Um so those and um no more um of the voice of God. Um so from from Dvarim, um so God just um that's what God says. Um uh called Gadod Velo um Yasaf um, and so 
in Megillat Esther, it says, Vezichram lo yisof misalam. Um, so, um, in, even in Megillat Esther, um, and the halacha also will not be nullified in the future, um, according to Rabbi Shimon Levi. Um, and, oh yeah, and the zikram lo yesof mizoab and the um, memory of these days that Abigail still talks about also will not be nullified. Um, it says when we get the still. Um, and um, in Habakkuk, which is interestingly one of the um, other books of Nach, it says, Halichot Lo, the ways of Halachot are forever to him. Um, so this Pasuk, third one, is for how the Halachot will never be nullified. So here we have three different short psukim to show how each of these three elements will not be nullified. Kol Gadol Velo Yasaf, that's the Hamisha Kubshe Torahun exists. Kol Gadol Velo Yasaf also. That's in regard um, to the Megillat Estel. Um, and um, in Vizikram, the use of Mizaram, so it's the days of Megillah. And regarding the Halachot, um, it's Halichot Olim Lo. Um, in Habakkuk, the Halachot Lo keep existing also. Uh, so we have, according to Gemara and Yerushalmi, some proofs of Psukim that come to serve as proof that these three will continue to last. Um, and we, one thing that we can draw from these pieces is um, the no- the notion that the fun- one of the functions of halachot is to provide a framework to continue different traditions in a active and fluid way, in a way that a discourse can contribute to. Um, the recollection of important values by creating either ways to commemorate them or certain practices to uphold to represent these values. And um, in Megidat Estel itself, it says, um, um, that's Kavchet. Um, so these days will be recalled in every generation by every family and in every um, country, province, every city. Um, and the days of Purim will never ever cease from the Jews and the memory will never perish among the descendants. And this um, passage is, as we can see, very 
um, like Kavua very uh, intently and seriously codified in Halachic writing um, in a way to show that not only do we value this idea, but we're going to go forth and sort of shape our destiny in the way that we can remember the things that we find important and also sort of give ourselves the power to own what's important to us in a very unique way. Um, And also this notion of ownership of important values is a theme that is able to um, be recognized in other halachic um, writings, which makes this piece all the more so meaningful to show that it is our ability to take up um, practices um, and like a rabbinic discourse we believe in and put it into practice and establish it in a certain way. Um, especially with things that are commemorative or memorable or historical or, you know, have some, have some sort of message. Um, and me maybe talk about some piece of history that, um, is meaningful or important. And in a thematic sense, I would briefly like the contrast. Um, there's another interesting Gemara in Baba Batra that also talks about a historical interest in history and observation of a personal or communal history that also contributes to the halakha conversation. Um, so this piece is in the Gemara in Baba Batra. Um, so Gemara says, on Daf Samechem Bet, Umiyom Shepashta Malchut, Halasha Shagozlin, Lenu. So this Gemara talks about times of persecution in which decrees of evil um, were all around and there was an inability to observe mitzvot, um, which is, in fact, very similar to um, part of the Purim story. And there was also a burgeoning rabbinic response attempted on behalf of the community. What are we going to do in this case? You know, there isn't so much memory, you know, in here to you know, work with in the explicit sense that Miguel Esther talks about memory at the end. But rather here, it's a different question um, than memory. Here, here the question is, well, um, should we should um, procreation be stopped because of the risks of um, 
the Jewish people and their traditions dying out. Um, maybe instead of having um, children who we're not able um, to raise uh, with mitzvah, maybe it would be better to not have them in the first place. And the descendants of Abraham Avinu will just die out on their own. Like, what's, yeah. Um, if marriage doesn't happen, then, you know, the nation will stop existing. And should that be a response or what about other responses? Um, it's interesting to see at that time um, out of the very painful realities as a historical analysis. Uh, it's interesting to observe the minds of there had been a community at the time where this is the only thing they knew. And what we know now that um, in truth, there wasn't a fear of dying out, but at that time uh, there were real halakhic concerns and real live human discourses going on. Um, so here we can perhaps glimpse into the humanity of the community at the time. Um, and the Gemara goes on to say, so there's this decree that was considered. So what happens next? Was it adopted or not? Gemara says, mm-hmm. So they reach a sort of juncture where they realize, wait a second, this decree will not be abided by so easily. I, like We don't think that people stop marrying each other out of a fear of not having kids who are, you know, part of, you know, the tradition anymore. That isn't a reasonable request to make of people. And then the halakhic principle is applied that, you know, it's better that there have been a community not decree something that people cannot abide by. And, uh, so, in such a case, it is, in fact, better that even if, um, let's say, based on this assumption that the urban community makes, if they posit that, oh, it's not good to get married, so rather that they get married, presumably, and, you know, do this bad, quote-unquote, um, thing of marriage at the time, um erroneously rather than being told not to marry and still marrying and hence explicitly disobeying. So here it's, you know, of course, a hypothetical discussion, um, but um, it might be compared to the um, concerns that we have in, um, just plugging my charger, um, um, this Gemara, I think talks about the narrative in a very sensitive way showing, you know, these were the concerns of the people and this is in a live scenario, how we respond to it. Um, the Khatam Sofer then comments a little bit on this piece saying, um, that, um, uh, so um, 
and like if uh, God says um, that um, the um, seed of Abraham will never die out. Um, you know, we have this promise uh, from God that you know we'll we'll uh, we'll still keep existing. So, um, so then, what's the deal with that? Like, why are we worried about? You know, having kids, not having kids. Um, so then maybe it is preferable to, you know, not have kids ourselves. If we're going to die out anyway, might, we might as well stop it. Um, so different things like that. And then um, ultimately um, we see that even with that, if the people won't take the decree upon themselves, um, then all these hypothetical discussions still don't hold because the reality, the live reality is that people will wish to live life in the way that's most real to them. And just looking historically, um, you know, the, this this piece, um, which the Chatam Sofer actually writes about, uh, actually use, uses the words of the Hestel Panim, as we see on Yom Kippurim. Uh, um, you know, like, wh- where, do, where do we see what the reality is? We don't know. Like, sometimes it gets all a big mess. And one interesting message here is this notion that our community or just, you know, people in general can write their own discourse and you know, work within their own means to solve problems and have real live human discussions and, you know, history. And we can, and that way we can see not only the progression of important values through the ages, um, but also, you know, in the, even the most specific to Megillah Esther messages of, you know, we might fear something that at the moment seems very real, but then ends up not being so much worry and being able to look back on history and look at all of the real discussions and dealings with our community or in society in a real live impassioned way and in a way that recognizes that these problems are real. These people are real. Um, the discourse is real that God gave us a tool of having rabbinic discourse that is meaningful. And even if certain books of Tanakh aren't read, the Megillah is read. And in addition to the Hamisha Komshi Torah, the halachot that were all established continue to, stream along something like that is I think very important and valuable in the Jewish tradition and also as a mechanism of creating the discourse of humanity um, as a whole and how it's important to have discourses among people um,